0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to
1: Autism One, a conversation of hope, with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now, there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello
2: and welcome to the show today. Please excuse my little froggy voice I have. I didn't just get out of bed, but I think my lungs and throat would possibly like to be there this morning. I'm just getting over a bit of a cold, and I'm feeling much better. I'm sorry we had to cancel last week's show. A big part of the reason, though, that I'm feeling so excited and so happy this morning is because I am delighted to introduce to my audience a very powerful healer, a wonderful teacher, and a good friend. Today, we'll be learning about chakras, and my guest is psychologist Lydia Vanderbrook. Lydia is a master of energy, an intuitive healer, a teacher, an author, and a certified hypnotherapist. She developed the energy mastery method to assist individuals to heal, create, and manifest from the inside out. Welcome, Lydia, to the show today.
3: Thank you, Betsy. Thank you for inviting me.
2: Oh, I'm so happy to have you on. Lydia... I'd like to begin with explaining what the chakras are. I'd like to take apart each one individually throughout the show, but if we could just give a good general understanding of what chakras are, please.
3: Sure, Betsy. Chakras are actually non-physical. The actual word for chakra is wheel or disc, if you will. And there are seven chakras in the body. We were created with seven chakras. And these chakras magically are actually the same colors as the rainbow. And the chakras literally run in the front of the body, roughly speaking, uh, by the pubic bone red chakra by the uh, navel or around the navel is the orange chakra, sometimes called the sacral chakra. Um, Around the, or just in front of the stomach, we have the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow, Then we go higher up into the middle of the chest, like in between the breasts, And we find the green chakra there, which is the heart chakra, very, very important. And we go up into the throat, just above the um, collarbone, shall we say. And we find the blue chakra there, which is the throat chakra and obviously facilitates clear speaking and speaking our truth, you know, without holding back and uh, obviously always speaking kindly without shaming or without blaming. And then we go uh, through the head into the third eye, which is located like in between the eyebrows, and we find uh, there the... intuition chakra if you will to the color of indigo and when we open that chakra to its uh, to the extent that it is ready to open we receive clear intuition which of course helps us enormously on our life's path and then the last chakra is at the top of the head the crown if you will Um, it is to the color um, of violet and um, it literally opens our crown to the heavens, if you will, to Father, Son, to receive light and awareness to flow through our bodies.
2: Um, I'm sorry, keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
3: No, no, no problem. I was virtually done, actually. I was going to ask. But maybe I can just add that each of these chakras contains a universal life lesson that must be learned so we can actually evolve into higher states of consciousness. Does each, if, if, does each
2: chakra just have it has many life lessons per, per chakra or is it just one has, basic one?
3: It has a basic life lesson in each chakra.
2: And these are individual lessons or are they basic lessons for each person?
3: They are the same lessons to be learned in this earth school, if you will. (laughs) Yes. Right?
2: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Okay. So I I would like to be able to to talk about each of these individually, but um, I want to make sure that the audience is is clear with where we're at right now. So in, in these chakras, too, Lydia, and this is where you have... An amazing gift, and I've been working, and my husband has been working with you for um, over, probably close to a year now, and we have um, manifested so many wonderful things because of your guidance, and um, very much aware of your gift. Do I know that you see these chakras, and I'm curious to know how many people, um, uh, such as yourself. When, when you are getting information about chakras and when you are teaching people about chakras, does does do healers such as yourself, does the same message tend to come through many of you or have you developed this own pretty much message on your own?
3: You know, that's a really interesting question, Betsy. When I look at a person's energy system and I see the chakras, you see the chakras or the state of the chakras essentially reveal to me the personal beliefs and also the unresolved emotion that the person is ready to release. And many health conditions can result when we collectively as people keep repeating essentially um, the same, I call it like a storyline because we all have storylines, you know. We all have unfinished business from our childhood. We all have issues that we keep repeating frequently because we don't know how to change them. Yes. And so since everything is energy, a thought pattern or an unresolved emotion um, that is no longer serving the person and may have created a health condition, the energy becomes blocked. And when I look at that chakra, I'm able to um, ignite, if you will, the person's healing powers. So the energy starts flowing again and when the the faulty thought and the emotion begins to clear frequently the the physical condition begins to clear also providing the person then is willing to begin to cooperate into their own healing
2: that's the hard piece right there is the, the taking the responsibility and the cooperate for the, with the healing, because you do magnificent work in helping guide people, but ultimately it's each individual's job to take that work and to make it become part of themselves. Okay, let's let's go through Lydia each of the chakras because I think that for those who are just hearing about chakras for the first time today, and even if you're not, this is such a great refresher lesson, I really want to take them apart individually. And let's talk about the universal lesson of each one. And also, if you wouldn't mind, after you speak of that, to talk about the, the frequent blocks that you see in that particular chakra with many of the patients that you work with.
3: Oh, I'd be delighted to um, uh, betsy because you know what each chakra, the 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 universal life lesson in each chakra, is basically the same with each person, but then of course the person's story, if you will, yes. may have created their particularly storyline surrounding the issue. I think it's going to be better if I maybe give very concrete examples. Uh, Let's take a look at the first chakra. And if I may suggest to your lovely listeners, if they would care to participate, they actually may be able to feel some shifts that um, really they can experience right away or certainly over the next several hours or so. Um, If we just rest our attention in that first chakra, it's located once again by the pubic bone, um, or if you prefer around the tailbone, it's somewhere in the middle of the body energetically. And that first chakra essentially carries the imprints of our early life. The imprints of our early life are essentially safety issues, um, afraid of taking risks, obviously, when we don't feel safe, um, being uncomfortable to enter a new venture, being hesitant and keep referring back to um, an attachment that we may have to um, uh, the parents or to um, the culture, doing things, you know, that People would approve of that culturally has been accepted, and so anything to do with fear, um, safety, lack of safety, and also that see many of us have had either incomplete or misguided sexual experiences that have prevented the energy from flowing through that first chakra, through our, our legs and through our feet and into the ground, which does actually provide the grounding and our sense of feeling good and feeling safe, sometimes even in a physical sense that we feel present. We feel that we can walk our talk. We can feel we can walk on the planet with grace and dignity and without fear. So working with the first chakra, and actually I don't need to know our individual story. We just work with clearing the energy, uh, which, as I said, is frequently old energy that has become uh, congested and therefore is blocking the person's life path. Yes,
2: yes. We have to take a break in a short period of time here, about 30 seconds or so, Lydia. Um, Can you tell me... Um, just a couple issues very quickly. You, you said that I know that when people are dealing with sexuality issues, um, especially those that have had that poor ones, they frequently um, are struggling a lot with the first chakra. Can you tell me, are most people working on their, with their life lesson on one chakra at a time, or are they frequently working with all different chakras? At, at, at healing at all different times, or do they tend to just one at a time? We're going to, have to take a quick break. We'll answer that when we get back, because this is really where I want to go with this. We'll be right back with Lydia Vandenbroek.
0: Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health & Wellness.
4: Come.
5: Redisorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally, Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in Redisorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold Program. Ask your doctor about Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: We are back with the wonderful Lydia Vandenbroek, and she has so much to teach us today about chakras, and I want to let people know as they're listening here that they can go visit her website, which is, I'm going to spell this for you, dot com. And I will repeat that again a little bit later because she's got a wonderful telecircle coming up. It's on Wednesday, right, Lydia?
3: Yes, it is, Betsy. It's actually tomorrow at 7 p.m.
2: Okay, wonderful. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. I just want people to be aware of this. So, Lydia, in in answering the question, we're going to move on to the second chakra. But I just want to know, are people typically working with one chakra at a time when they're healing or, or is it an ongoing process of working with all of them all the time?
3: Uh, yes, Betsy, I'd be happy to answer that question. We just work with all energy centers or chakras all at a time, you know, during our life experiences we have interaction with our significant others, with our children, we have self esteem issues as we uh, may embark on a new project. We may feel angry during the course of the day. We are learning to express that anger in a way that it doesn't become frozen within us. So yes, our life experiences are a flow. And the more light we bring in, the more awareness that we have about ourselves, the clearer we become. And so the more strength and the more power we bring into our own being, so to speak, the more power we have and therefore we have more ability to create a life of serenity, of peace and of goodness without getting completely caught up in old stories or old dramas essentially. Are we t- do
2: we tend to be attracted to the colors that we need to work on that chakra? I we always laugh in my house because there's so much red in my house and and the the joke is always, you know, once I finish healing my first ch- chakra, I'm going to wake up in this house and think, "What what have I done?" <laughs> do we tend to be attracted to those colors?
3: I think so, Betsy. I don't have a a scientific validation of that, but in my 30 or so years as a spiritual teacher and as a healer, I have noticed that we are drawn to colors that we really are wanting to, I call it embody. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, I would definitely pay attention to that, that you may need that color within your energy to help you clear Um, where you're at and to help you strengthen and ground and I know a little bit about the organization and the wonderful things that you bring forth but we need to ground our work we cannot just fly around we have to ground and feel strong in the things that we want to create for ourselves
2: yes yes that's beautiful okay let's go on to the second go on to orange
3: Yes, yes, the orange chakra. That probably would be my little challenge here. I just do not like orange. <laughs> <laughs> so, the orange um, chakra, Betsy, or energy center, you know, some people are more comfortable with the word energy center, is located, at, say, just below the navel and uh, vibrates to the color orange and has to do with um, two things, essentially. Uh, creativity which I'm sure that you know is hugely important when the creativity is not flowing well or is blocked we essentially get caught up into issues of codependency and power struggle frequently we have power struggles with the people who are closest and dearest to us you know right
2: Yes. And and
3: so these power struggles are... Um, I always talk in my work of energy drains and energy gains. Power struggles signify an energy drain. It leaves the person depleted. And, uh, Betsy, if I may say, I don't know if some of your listeners might be dealing with health issues. Frequently, energies of the second chakra um, could be um, um, cancer Um, In that area, Um, fibroids in that area are frequently to do with uh, a creativity that is stagnated or has been aborted, so to speak, when the person has not been able to find a creative outlet for whatever their passions or plans were. So second chakra, anything to do with passion and creativity, and if that does not flow well, the blockages that can result from that are multiple.
2: Very good. Very interesting. And moving on to the third chakra, the yellow.
3: Third chakra, yellow. Ha, ha, very important. Uh, The seat of our self-esteem, Betsy. The seat of our personal power. Um, we essentially cannot live healthy lives if we're, if we're not in it, and so that third chakra is phenomenally important. Actually, as they all are, but so many of the, of us, and I certainly catch myself too at times, to to look for validation into the outside world you know does do people approve of this mm-hmm. uh, will people like that and although it's of course important to be considerate of other people essentially we have to go with our own strength and our own courage as we do the repair work let's see in the third chakra we begin to awaken our strong sense of integrity uh, to me I probably say that every time with each chakra. That third chakra is so phenomenally important. Each time that we practice the deepest integrity, even, even if it's for something simple like I call you back um, and then don't, there's like a loss of energy in that third chakra. So integrity. Um, and the second one would be, are you living in alignment with your honor code? Are you honoring yourself and are you honoring the people in your life? Doesn't mean to say we cannot be angry at people, but are you living in alignment with your honor code? If you're hiding from the world, if you're not authentic, um, if you're bending the truth essentially, if you're unreliable, all these Um, apparently small things will stagnate the energy in the third chakra a clear third chakra is really helping you to anchor yourself into this life into this life experience and into your body Uh, the organs affected by um, a blocked third chakra would be the organs um, around obviously the digestive system the liver the stomach the pancreas, which holds the balance of bitter and sweet, and uh, so any or all of the organs within our digestive system will become affected. But see, I don't know if you notice that changing an outside behavior is really difficult. In fact, it's practically impossible if we don't change the energy on the inside.
2: That's a wonderful point to make, and and I'm a little unclear if you could help me understand more because I the the ego is the first chakra correct the red is that is is that related because I'm trying to understand the difference more between that self expression which is in the third and then is the ego more related to the first
3: no the ego essentially Betsy is your small self you know the small ass all of our life experiences all of our conditioned Thinking, all of our answers and belief systems that we may have inherited. The ego is all of our personality it's essentially, everything. and all of which, at some point, will be looked at and will be uh, cleared, if you will, to um, to open and expand into what I call sometimes uh, space consciousness or. Source, energy, it's whatever is part of our life experience that's no longer serving us. It's the monkey mind, the repetition of what we do. It's whatever is not of a divine nature is our personal ego.
2: So it doesn't hold into one. It's not just, your ego is not just being placed into one of the chakras.
3: Our ego is essentially all of uh, who we think we are, but we're not.
2: Okay, I understand that better than now, and I understand then more about this third chakra because is the third where it's placed more as you're, especially in in times of self-discovery, I know that um, a lot of the children that we work with with autism, because this show is going to be highly listened to in the autism population, Um, digestion is, factor for 99% of them. So this, tell
3: me how that,
2: you feel, relates with the autism.
3: Sure. I remember, though, Betsy, that I am um, not very well versed on autism. I, I do not work with children, but I have worked with parents of autistic children. And certainly the parents, by role modeling, would help the child to to keep their energy centers as clear as possible and therefore that would affect their digestive system as well. But there are very, very significant issues that parents of autistic children can practice and a big one that I have noticed is not to allow the child um, too much control over the parent. You know, as parents, we all want to do the best that we can, but the child needs to develop a strong sense of self. And um, so parents of autistic children essentially want to do so much that they begin to hinder the path that the child needs to learn. (laughs) And so that would be a suggestion that I could make to the parents of autistic children to certainly feed the child all of the wonderful things that I know you, Betsy, can help them with uh, but also to help a child with a strong sense of self, Boy, a strong sense of identity yes. as a person having this life experience.
2: Oh, I've learned such strong lessons in this. And it's very funny, Lydia, because as I have been working on this so strongly with my son and trying to release this constant um, do for him and, and letting him do for himself now. And I've... No, I have to say his digestion has been clearing up. Um it, it's it's interesting if you look at the pattern of it. Um we have so much more to talk about. Let's well as soon as we take a quick break we're going to go on to the fourth chakra chakra. We'll be right back with Lydia Vandenbroek.
0: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
4: Come.
5: Redisorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying. Normally, Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical free, and there's no sodium benzoate in Redisorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold program. Ask your doctor about Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com.
4: Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
2: Excitingly learning about all of the chakras, I want to give her website again com. And you can get information about her teleconference and her telecircle that she's going to be doing tomorrow night um, at 7 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time. <clears throat> Lydia, we're moving on and going to probably, you had mentioned earlier, a very, very important one, which of course they all are important, but the heart. Let's talk about the green heart.
3: Oh, yes, Betsy. So I'm hearing myself say that again, you know, that the heart chakra is so important because we know how much all of us, you know, our life experience has essentially um, brought us resentment, um, things that are just not flowing well, forgiveness issues with parents or spouses or former spouses, and how a closed heart essentially is um, not only hurting us, it is hurting all of those we share our lives with. When the heart is closed, there is simply no movement And most conditions related to heart disease um, include some issues thereof. It could even be lack of self-love, Betsy. We as human beings somehow find it very challenging to practice self-love, but yet we were created in perfection and love. And somehow the human condition is such that we tend to reject ourselves and keep our hearts closed to ourselves, if nothing else. And so by working with the heart chakra, I'm focusing on the heart chakra now, so if your listeners want to just rest their attention in the heart center, they, they may begin to experience some lightness in there. So mostly by uh, clearing the heart chakra, we, we release the old issues surrounding forgiveness. And the heart or the heart chakra, because it's not a physical heart, but it certainly does affect the physical heart, begins to open and expand to love, literally giving love, receiving love in balance and in harmony. We are simply not able to express ourselves fully when the heart chakra is closed. The people cannot receive our love, and neither can we receive the love that they want to give us so the heart chakra is just enormously important it's also a connection of connected of course to the heart of the universe by whichever term you want to call that you know the the cosmic heart the sacred heart um the the rhythm of the universe if um you practice a religion then certainly the sacred heart might work or if you prefer just to go with the heart of nature where we can see the awesome intelligence you know especially with spring coming up uh things just wake up and open and how wonderful that is so everything is uh is good just as it is um, I like to um, refer to um, the heart as essentially sacred, so um, um, the soul, soul energy, sacred energy, because then we can start going beyond the limitation of um, that certain religious religion can bring, because um, we don't want to exclude anybody. We want everybody to feel included in the heart of love. And so practicing giving and receiving and forgiveness is probably the most
2: important. And probably one of the most challenging to so many people, I think... I
3: didn't hear you But that. I, I, I'm either. thinking it's
2: possibly one of the most challenging to so many people um, is the forgiveness piece. And I've I've addressed that on this show before many times. And I have to say, Lydia, and, and I know that you haven't spent a lot of time working with autism, but there is a lot... There, there is tremendous sadness with so many of the parents and and understandably so in the fact that they are not experiencing life as they expected to be experiencing it and there's a lot of watching a child suffer which is an exceptionally painful thing for anybody to go through Um, but working through that forgiveness and feeling that love and um, acceptance and all of this uh, it's really no wonder to me that heart disease is one of the leading diseases in, in Um, in the United States because of so many heart and sadness issues and forgiveness issues that people are experiencing.
3: I totally hear you, Betsy. You know, a a broken heart can literally signify the end of one's life. And um, I'm including myself in there. My own uh, mother has had um, angina for many years, and as she is approaching the end of her life, um, it's, it's just a constant awareness that I am noticing with her that she just is not able, I can feel the love that's behind the closed heart, uh, but she just has not been able to be open and free with it, and so therefore, there's like a dryness, if you will, to the energy. But if I may just make the connection with what you said to autism, absolutely, I so hear you because as a mother of an autistic child yourself, you did not plan to have to um, to work with autism, essentially. Um, but, you know, the title of uh, the chapter in my book is called, Out of the Wound Comes the Gift. And so frequently, out of our woundedness and our struggles comes the acceptance that, you know, I had not planned on this, but this is what I have. And so that opens the heart. Acceptance is a very, very significant um, spiritual teaching. If nothing else, if we can just learn to accept the situation that is here, because if we don't accept, Betsy, it creates resistance, and energetically resistance puts up a wall, if you will. So practicing acceptance, if I may suggest that, so many things in life we don't understand, but at least we can accept.
2: I I love that. Thank you, Lydia. You're welcome. And and this really brings me into the part that... um, I feel is so strong with autism, and that is the fifth chakra. And as I surround my son in blue, uh, because he loves it so much in his room, and um, it, there's no, co- it's not a coincidence that blue makes him feel comfortable, and he is a child who has communication difficulties. So I would think that the fifth chakra is very prevalent with autism, but if you can explain the role of the fifth chakra, please.
3: Oh, sure, um, Betsy. The the throat chakra essentially, um, you know, most of us have received some message of of not good enough in some form when we were children, and so we learned to swallow anger. We learned to swallow not feeling good about ourselves. We learn to 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 swallow and not express ourselves fully. With autistic little children, from what I noticed, they very much live in their own little world. And so as you are helping your child, and the listeners may be practicing the same with their little ones, is to help them to express whatever it is that's going on. Uh, especially in the way of emotionality. You know, what are you feeling right now? What is going on? Uh, frequently autistic children have got poor emotional control and so they may express themselves loudly or with a lot of movement, but it's still an okay thing to do providing it's in a space, of course, that allows for that. So encouraging the child to express themselves. What is it that you're feeling? What is going on right now? Uh, Do do you want to stamp your feet? Do you want to really express what you're feeling? And then, of course, teaching the child uh, containment, because in some instances, it's just simply not okay to express, um, um, you know, volatile energy in public places, but just to help the child to know that they can do that in the safety of the home. That is an okay thing. If we're the adults listening and we want to practice opening our throat chakra, Betsy, I do that all the time. You know, sometimes it's difficult to speak your truth. Sometimes it's difficult to say something to to my own students and clients um, that I feel needs to be said, always, of course, kindly, without blaming or shaming. But the more we practice the openness, the more we keep our throat chakra open, and the magic in that, and it really is magic, that more and more we can sing our own song into the world. And I mean that, of course, you know, metaphorically, you can sing your own message out into the universe without limitations.
2: Wonderful. So a lot of the disease and such that centers around the throat chakra, what do you find with that?
3: I would look, um, in my experience at least, and remember I am not a medical doctor, but I am noticing um, issues surrounding um, asthma, um, issues literally surrounding sore throats and, and having a cold. I always welcome having a cold because it's usually a sign that some toxins are being released. Yes. And so you're releasing some wonderful toxins, back in the last <laughs> week.
2: <laughs> I've been doing it for some time now. Um, I, I do believe that. I, I feel that colds are wonderful cleansing opportunities. They, re, they they strengthen your immune system. They release a lot of toxins. They force you to sit and relax. They make, they give you opportunities for meditation. There's a lot of positive that comes from that. Okay, we have to take our last break. When we get back, we'll get on to the sixth Seventh chakras. We'll be right back with Lydia Vanderbrook.
0: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
5: Redisorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally redisorb liposomal glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients each teaspoon contains over four hundred milligrams of glutathione the ingredients are pure and chemical free and there's no sodium benzoate in redisorb glutathione it's approved for use on the fine gold program ask your doctor about redisorb liposomal glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com.
0: Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel optimal wellness live life well live life long live life to the fullest opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness
1: welcome back to autism one a conversation of hope with betsy hicks If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: I am back with Lydia Vandenbroek, and I want you all to know that Lydia does work with individual clients. She does it by person. She does it um, over the phone. I've done both with her and find equally um, them to be as wonderful of an experience. So it doesn't matter where you are, you have an opportunity to meet with Lydia one on one as she can help you with so many of your blocks that you may be experiencing. And she can help you work on your child's as well too um, through you. And she does she does wonderful work. She also teaches big groups um, and you can learn more about her through her website which is L Y D I A Lydia and then Van V A N then D E N B R O E ck.com Lydia Vanderbrook, and she is one of my favorite people Lydia let's continue on I want to make sure we get the 6th and 7th chakras in there let's go on to the beautiful indigo intuitive 6th chakra
3: uh, yes Betsy the 6th the chakra is located in between the eyebrows literally in the center of the forehead and I think all of us want to feel a sense of clarity about our choices and our decisions. But, you know, in this human condition, we are subject to, you know, so much going on around us that we tend not to trust and we talk too much and we essentially confuse ourselves. I like to see our physical body, Betsy, literally as a beautiful antennae like a conduit almost that uh, receives information from the universe, from source energy, from God, if you feel okay with that word. And so as we develop more clarity, we tend to, we begin to trust our choices. And so the sixth chakra in the middle of the forehead, as we clear that, we begin to feel a stronger sense of connection with um, source. And um, and the energy is then able to flow and it flows through the spine, if you will, because all of our chakras essentially are located um, along the spine and then there's little pathways running into the organs. So the intuition begins to feel as if it's just totally normal. Uh, sometimes we don't even know it's intuition. It's just the right thing to do at the right time. In fact, the less we we want and force ourselves to feel intuitive, the better, because intuition essentially is 24-7. You know, and the more we clear our energy system, the more natural it feels to just flow with our daily experiences in a way that enriches our lives and the lives of the people we come in touch with.
2: Lydia, I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, on this subject, but I, I want to mention the Indigo Children as the term is put out there. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there is a um, a grow a growing of this new generation of children as being more intuitive.
3: Uh, yes, but but here again, you know, I must put in a little disclaimer there that uh, I, you know, I all I know is from what I've read and, and some interaction with people that yes, there are children coming onto the planet, and autistic children appear to be uh, a part of um, some of those children who do have. Um, intuitive abilities that can be so much more easily accessed because they are purer, they are clearer. And um, for whatever reason that I don't understand, I think most of our listeners will know that our planet is in transformation. And so, therefore, the indigo children could be trailblazers, if you will, to assist to uh, bring our planet onto uh, a higher level of awareness.
2: Wonderful. Okay, we want to make sure and hit seventh chakra the crown chakra the is it is it the crown is that where it's considered from
3: yes yes the crown chakra oh. is like a beautiful lotus flower on top of the head like a beautiful violet lotus flower oh. I think we've all seen pictures, uh, sometimes the Buddha, if you see a statue of the Buddha or Kuan Yin, um, she may have like a beautiful opening flower on the crown of the head. And I like to relate that to the flowering of consciousness. The more we practice living in the present moment, which is always the moment of grace, even if this present moment is difficult to, I call it, bringing the energy current. So when something difficult happens, Betsy, we don't just react from an old place that we have never examined, but we can then be in this present moment and be healthily angry, for instance, with whatever is going on. I also would love to briefly talk, if I may, about being in the present moment and breathing I know that all of us breathe, you know, but we rarely breathe consciously in this moment. And just feeling the gentle breath, which is always the breath from the universe flowing through us, has the ability to literally call back our spirit from wherever it is that we're running around in our heads and gently bring us back into this present moment. That's so very important, especially because our culture has taught us um, multitasking, yes. where we're just running around and we're all over the place. Nobody knows what's going on. We're just doing everything just from literally um, from a place of, of, of just not being very present. And so my little joke, which really is not a joke at all, is you can only do two things at the same time. And that is breathe and one other thing.
2: That's beautiful. Right? <laughs> and that is so true because we talked about the very beginning of this show and I asked you the question, can you, do you have to work on these individually? You know, people like that method of, okay, I'll get chakra one down and then I'll move on to two. <laughs> <laughs> and yet this is something that you can, it's a, it's a work in progress for all seven all at the
3: same time depending on the experience that life is, is bringing you. You yes. know, my favorite expression is, let life live you. Yes. And so literally breathe and experience what needs to be experienced. And the more awareness that we have, Betsy, the more ability, the more light that we have to clear the chakra. We don't have to consciously know, okay, I'm clearing this chakra, but sometimes uh, an experience like somebody may experience, um, um, you know, um, a, a, a lack of self-esteem or self-worth, like in this moment as I feel my own breath, I can step forth into the experience with confidence. That's really all that's needed. You oh. know, it's not like a major repair thing. Once we get the sense, and of course I can certainly help, working on those things and being aware, but essentially all that we need is an awareness. You see, before we used to just be totally identified with our struggles and with our suffering. Now what's happening is we've created some space around it and we're watching the conditioned behavior literally just unwinding itself and gradually just fizzles away. But we're no longer getting so totally caught up in it.
2: Lydia, thank you. You have blessed us all by your wonderful information. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank
3: you for inviting me, Betsy.
2: Goodbye, everybody. We'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye.
1: To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.